time is your most valuable commodity. Ideally, you hope you figure that out sooner rather than later. Everything I choose to do, it better be something that is bringing value to myself, is going to enrich my life, is going to make my life better, is going to be good for my family. Make sure like we really try to do that as much as possible. Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. This episode is brought to you by Dapper Guru. Dapper Guru are men products that help you look good while conquering the world. Let's face it, gentlemen, we should not be using our wife's soaps and oils and such. We should smell like men and use products developed specifically for men. My friend at Dapper Guru, Robert, created these products. He tests these products. He is the real deal. This is a veteran-owned, veteran-supported company. And the cool thing is, is if you go to that webpage and put in the code BROTHERHOOD, you will get 10% off all of your purchases. I use the products. My son uses the products. Josh uses the products. You should be using the products. That's Dapper Guru. Check out the link in the podcast notes. Go place an order, place a small order, check it out, and you will know why we use these products. Welcome to Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. I'm Scott. And... I'm in Alex's studio. What's up, Alex? Yeah, man, what's, what's going on, Scott? This is uh, this is pretty cool, man. We've uh, known each other what two years now, at least. Was it two years? Yeah, we were saying. Yeah, and uh, it's it's funny to get to know someone and and uh, actually befriend people online and through like podcasting and everything that we were doing, and then not I feel like I'm sitting like way high here. There well, we it's probably because I'm so short. No, he just leveled the playing <laughs> no. field here. We're in no. good shape now. <laughs> we were just talking about this before we started recording the uh the realness of five kids coming in and going like bright color sweet slam you know just like <laughs> chairs are raised up the mics are like swung around in the opposite direction dude i'm like i have to reset everything half the time so um you know especially with the four-year-old in which is like ooh, bright colors with the new roadcaster so uh but yeah, yeah. no it's uh it's it's really cool to be able to actually um, you know, we've built this friendship over the last couple of years and actually, you know, partners in business and some stuff we've been doing and, and, uh, and now it actually have you and, and your son out here, um, you know, it kind of makes it real, which is really cool. And so, yeah, I, well, it is really cool. I had this conversation with a few people a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, I don't really have any friends in town, which is kind of pathetic. Like in my town oh, in where Texas? I live. Oh yeah. And, but I'm like, I don't, I really enjoy meeting people online mm-hmm. and creating these relationships and then getting together with them. Right. And I have yet to be like, I mean, at least I don't feel like this. I've let, yet to be like where it felt awkward or wrong when I w- actually met with those people. Mm-hmm. And so now I have this opportunity to travel. And of course, Bryson and I want it. We're on, we can talk about that, but we're on our, you know, our uh, father, son, rite of passage trip that we're doing. And we wanted to come up here and check out montana especially for the event yeah by the way i will promote that real quick so we have the big event happening in september september oh well eighth is when we start that evening yeah thursday eighth. we're gonna feed everybody food and right hang out by the fire but then 
the eight through the eleventh. You'll leave on the eleventh. You'll come in on the eighth. It's in um, Lakeside, uh, Montana, which is really close to Kalispell. We're actually doing things in Kalispell. Yeah, uh, firearms, jujitsu, which I am so stoked. After visiting SBG and yeah. watching some classes, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't wait for this. And meeting Travis. Uh, we're doing some, yeah, if you guys were heading out early tomorrow and have you, uh, come check out the uh, noon class, you know, that we're going to. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, we have this event. So brotherhoodfatherhood.com, go check it out, sign up. It's going to sell out. We're, we're pumped about it. So here I am in your studio, which I've watched evolve over. Cause when we first started, you were living in Washington Yeah, and when we first met and you were doing um, your podcast and I was starting mine and here we are. So it's it's really exciting. I'm trying to remember, dude. Where did we meet? On I was trying to go back. Um, I was thinking, did we meet on one of the Facebook groups, or was it? I can't remember what <laughs> I have it was. No idea. Yeah, I, it had to been a group. Maybe it, it was mine. It might have been. Yeah, I I don't remember, but uh, I bet if I go back to my Facebook Messenger, like on ours, and just go like, scroll all the way back to like the first message, yeah, I'll yeah, find out have, where it was. You have to an hour to get. Through. I know. <laughs> <laughs> scroll load scroll it's load. got a search feature now oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so um but yeah it's uh it's it's been cool like the evolution of of those things and kind of the different things that we've done i remember i remember having a conversation with you on my my drive out here before we moved out here i was driving out here solo to go talk to a company about a job and uh just some of the struggles i was having with like you know where i was with like transition out of washington you know uh, my wife and i were going through a tough time uh you know the whole covid crap had kind of taken a toll on the shutdown with the kids and you know we were already working from home uh and homeschooling the kids so that was an issue but just kind of like the more it got isolated or people were just getting weird um the more time and more things that the stress like on our family was happening that's when we knew we needed to leave because it wasn't healthy for us um in a good way because I'm always looking for like things that you can take from situations, right? Um, it definitely made our marriage stronger because it brought to the surface some stuff. I don't know how we got our marriage, but <laughs> so, but it definitely it's all right. It's cool. It, you know, I like talking. About I know, things. right? It, it brought some stuff to the surface that we had kind of pushed to the wayside and really kind of made us address it. And I would say, I haven't talked to a lot of people that have gone through divorces, um, going through problems in their marriage that. Some of the stuff we went through probably would have um, broken a lot of other relationships. And I'm not saying that in a way to brag. I'm saying it to where we put a crap ton of time and effort into making it. We even we even talked one time about okay, this isn't going to work, and then we like logistically started working through the process of how we're going to wow. raise five kids. Right? Yeah. In the back of my head, I was like, this isn't going to happen, right? But I'm like, all right, let's walk this through, right? And I'm like, well, she's like, well, what? I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, so <laughs> you can move out, you know. <laughs> she's and like, it, I'm not going anywhere. And I it said, it's weird. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, so we're gonna co-parent, cohabitat. You know, I went through so many different scenarios and like reading up on so many different things and how people like break up and they still live together for the family unit, but then they're not married anymore. But they're so, dude, it was so funny going walking through that. And then as we were going through the process. And mind you, like the, the issues that were, we were having, it was nothing that was, wasn't insurmountable, right? right. No abuse. There was no, like nothing like that, right? Um, and then it, 
it got to a point where it was like, okay, this is way too complicated. Like we got to figure this shit out. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I remember. Yeah. You, so you moved and then, right. and then not long after that, cause we kept talking, mm-hmm. we were, you know, I remember your move. I'm like, you're driving to Montana. Like, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. we talked about some of the, the hard things about being self-employed and getting a home mm-hmm. and all, all the, the logistics. But then there was this time when you're like, Hey, I'm really going through some tough stuff right now. So, and you literally, you, I think you reached out and said, I'm putting all of my energy into my marriage. Yeah. And I, I heard from you off and on because I, I think I checked in. Yep. But then. That was then, cool because you made like every time a couple months would go by, you would check in too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. But I, it was really cool because then, boom, you're like, we got it figured. We're, yeah. we're on the right path. Mm-hmm. And then. Here comes Alex again, and we've recorded a lot of podcasts since. I don't, maybe not a lot, but enough. Yeah, well, we did. We did quite a few podcasts and 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 uh, subject matter stuff and lives yep. and that kind of thing too, which was oh, really that's cool. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's always weird. It's always weird when a, a friend starts going through that stuff because you know I'm super passionate about right saving a marriage. I yeah, think that all, I've seen marriages that I would be like when they say, "I'm like, oh gosh, this is not reconcilable." You guys are like. <laughs> I don't ever say it, but in my head, I'm like, oh. And um, so now I've seen that so often. And, yeah. and marriage is be saved that, uh, you know, I was obviously uh, pulling for you 100%. Right. But, uh, but so, yeah, by the way, we just had an audio faux pas. So I don't know what's going on. Okay. Uh, I got a backup going just in case. All right. So we're good. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, whatever. <laughs> Things go wrong when you're in person. I always just thought it was online. Yeah, no. <laughs> but Bryson and I started, um, we did our first podcast yeah. together, at, you know, side by side. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I love in person. I've yeah. done a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once I started doing them with my wife. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and we started like the Hooligan podcast and, and that was... I was like, oh, I don't want to do online ones again, you know, with, um, it was different with you cause we've already had a relationship yeah, and we had a dynamic and we had our system set up. It wasn't, it was rarely like when one of us would, you know, when we'd record and we had to sit there and talk each other through the sound issues they were having. Like when you do with a guest, because they just open up their iPhone or their, their laptop. And then, um, I don't know how many times I've actually, I would send out a, a little, like you know, hey, you know, before we get ready to record, make sure you have like even like the crappiest wired, you know, heads like you know, earphones, just yep. something so you don't have feedback coming into the mic from the laptop and it doesn't matter. It right. always goes wrong. Yeah. Um <laughs> I recorded a whole episode one time with a um pretty good guest and he had a he did it on his phone on a tripod and he was standing and talking. He was doing like seven interviews that day and he had uh, the iPhone wired oh. headphones. Dude. So it never came across on the audio when we were recording. Yeah. I go back and listen to it. And then it's just like, yeah, dude. So what like, the hell is that? And then I realized it was the mic rubbing on his beard. I was like, dude, this whole thing's ruined. <laughs> so I, t- I took a hint from Joe Rogan. He's like, hey, uh, would you pull the mic closer? And something's not right with the sound. So sometimes I'll just stop in the middle and yes. say, hey, like something's not right. That's or good. your your beard is making. But yeah. Uh, but anyway, you went through that struggle. I, it, I know you guys, it was rough. Because just cause yeah. you're like, hey, this, this yeah, is Yeah, I gave you some details. Yeah. 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 And um, I was just really impressed. I was just really impressed. And then you, you and your wife went to uh, Ireland mm-hmm. recently. And 
just a different countenance on your face. Like you guys both just, and, yeah. and being here, you guys are working as a team. I mm-hmm. see. It's just really cool to see. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, five kids. Five kids. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. It's, uh, it's, it's always moving parts, right? You know, you see the, uh, you know, you've been here a couple of days and, um, and uh, you see the dynamic of like, it doesn't feel like there's a ton going on, but at the same time, it always feels like there's something moving. There's parts or somewhere that someone has to be somewhere, take someone to do this. Mm-hmm. We have our own lives like that. You know, you, I mean, you can see like my wife and I really put effort into like us doing our own thing as well. Right. Not just everything completely revolve around the children and then losing yourselves. Right. Like Anna Marie makes sure she gets her training in. She makes sure she blocks time off for work. She makes sure that like right now she's at a movie by herself. Cause she's like, Hey, I want to go have some alone time. So she's going to see a movie by herself. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't have five kids. We right. have two and they're older now, but my wife is really passionate and I'm sure Anna Maria is too. Like if you're a mother and you're doing all things for all people, mm-hmm. except for yourself, yeah. uh, like you're failing. Yeah. <laughs> because the first person you got to take care of is yourself yeah. because then you can take care of other people. So, you, so I go when I meet people and I see into the lives, you see, you can see chaos, but you see chaos. That's like continued chaos because the parents aren't taking care of themselves. Right. Yeah. There's no like time allotted to do their own thing. It's, yeah. it's one of the reasons why I really put an emphasis on, like when I was trying to figure out the best way for my own training and fitness, it was like, okay, I, 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 I trained in my own gym in the garage for a while. I, I don't want to do that. Like I, I want to get away. And then I was kind of getting frustrated with different places where I was out with my fitness. Like I was getting into jiu-jitsu, but I also was like training like a strength athlete, you know? So, and then, you know, with my body having been 350 pounds before when I played football, it was like, sweet. Like let's, you know, eat and put on size, right? And I said, like, ah, yeah. oh, 290's too heavy. I don't want to be this big. And then getting into jiu-jitsu, then my hips were hurting, and I'm at 42. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to get, like, more immobile. Like, I want to get more fluid. Okay. So I started messing around with stuff, and I was like, okay, where was I at the absolute best, like, pinnacle shape of my life? And it was at 32 years old, and I was like, okay, what was I doing at 32? All right, I was at 235 pounds. I was under, like, 12% body fat. What was I doing? I owned a personal training studio, but I went to Gold's Gym and trained with a buddy of mine. Uh, you know, I had all the equipment I needed in my studio, right. but that's where I worked, right? right? And I was there. And then every time I tried to train there, somebody would walk in. I would see something needed to be cleaned. Oh, you know what? I want to move the piece of equipment this way. You know what I mean? Like I was always working on it and I would always get distracted. And so I was working out at a completely different gym. I said, cool, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get out of my house. Even at SPG, where I run a strength program and I have access to a great gym there, right? We worked out yeah. there this morning. It still gets distracting. Um, I get caught up in doing some other stuff sometimes. Sometimes I end up coaching somebody. Sometimes I end up, you know, like even if it's not a class. So I went and joined World's Gym over here, which has got a similar kind of goal to, you know, they've got yeah. dumbbells and machines and everything else too. But the great thing is, is I don't work there. I barely know anybody there. Um, I have no affiliation with the gym whatsoever. So I don't have any, you know, and because I have to go there, it keeps me more on a time frame of a schedule. Whereas like if I'm working out here at home, I literally walk out into my garage and then I can go back and go get busy with something. You know? But the other day I was working out here with my wife and then halfway through I got I started fidgeting with like my, my, uh, what do you call it? all my tools on my bench over here. And then oh. I started, she goes, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, you know, I just do, she's like, you're literally between sets on your deadlifts. 
<laughs> I do that. Yeah, I, I do that. And now I can't do that at a public gym, right? No, I don't own it. It's not mine. I have nothing to do with it at all. And because I'm gone, right? I'm on a schedule here. It's like I, I'm home, right? You know, like you're home. There's no schedule. Like I'm home. Yeah, I'll, I'll see something out of place. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. working out. I'm like finishing a set, and I'll walk over yeah. and adjust the right. dumbbell. But what happened in, in mine? Because we have a, a nice home gym in, yeah. our, in our place. Is my boys started working out with me? Mm-hmm. Now they've been doing this off and on for years, but awesome. my youngest is like he's like very consistent, persistent. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, I'm modeling and it brings me to a different level right. of, and I love working out with other men. I just, I like to change too. And yeah. so I was doing CrossFit for a while. Finally, I'm like, man, I, 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 I gotta stop. I was actually training him and, and yeah. working out with him, which is really not training somebody, but he's basically paying me to work out with him. Right. And I'm like, I'm, I wanted to switch. What do you do? You say, hey, I'm going to go strictly to strength training now. So I just like, hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. And, but what I found is I went to the workbench and straightened something. And then I'm like, ooh, I need to fix this and start. Mm-hmm. And I do like one set. Then I was like 15 minutes and then another yeah, set. And, 100%. Um, yeah. So I totally get it. I, I totally get it. And, and, I'll, and I want to say this too as well. This is a totally, regardless of that, like it's a 100% me thing, right? Right. But it's, 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 a, it's a discipline thing, right? But what I found was like, okay, when I talked when, as, a, as a trainer and somebody who, you know, owned gyms and trained clients for years and years and years, when people talk to you about like, hey, what's the best program? And I always tell people the best program is the one you're going to stick to. It's 100%. Right? 100%. So like, where are you going to be like the highest, you know, you know, when you're putting a program together for a client, you know, what's going to work the best, like physiologically, right? And you know, what's going to be the best like program for them specifically. But you have to adjust it as a coach to be like, okay, what's going to give me the most compli- like the highest compliance factor, right? Yeah. Okay, so I know this client, they hate 70% of what I'm giving them to do. So I need to find some stuff that's going to substitute it where they'll find some joy and some, you know, they'll actually look forward to doing this, right? Right. Um, so for me, it was, okay, I can keep banging my head against the wall of like trying to, you know, conquer this thing of... Um, I have to work out here and I have to get it done and I, like, or it's just like, let me set myself up for success and go like, okay, if I leave here and go to a public gym and go train there and I put a time limit on myself at the gym, right. Then, um, you know, I'm not even gonna have to worry about getting sidetracked with my kids coming in here or me doing this or getting, you know, um, or fidgeting with my podcast, you know, like stuff like that. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So, so it removes that ability to even get sidetracked with that stuff too. I mean, even my work phone, I have two phones now, one for my company and one for, you know, the personal, I leave the work phone in the car. That's smart. So that's smart. I started leaving my phone, mm -hmm. uh, somewhere. And and anyway, it's just crazy. Life is so full of distractions. Yeah. When you pick your battles, right? It's like, like, that was one of like, no, I have to train here at the gym here. Like, no, I don't dude. I can afford to pay 40 bucks a month to go to another gym. Like, and if I'm going to have way more success doing it that way, I'm just going to do do that. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So you guys, um, you know, kind of walking into your family. So I'm on this road trip yeah. I'm in the car for a massive amount of hours with my son. Yeah. We're, we're stopping, we're, we're hiking together. We're doing all these things. Um, by the way, if you're listening and you haven't checked out all that stuff, I'm, I'm posting on all the socials about that. So go check it yeah, out. There's some cool really stuff cool. from like the time you guys started traveling. Yeah. So, um, we, it's just been interesting. And then I walk into, I'm with my one son. And then I walk into a scenario where I'm, I'm visiting you. Yeah. You got four girls and one boy. And, um, and I'm just observing the systems that are in place. It's organized chaos. It, it's organized chaos. Sure. It's not really chaotic. No. Because 
usually they're moving in a direction. And uh, I've just been really impressed. And I know you guys homeschool, so I'm sure that puts a lot of structure in place. Because mm-hmm. I've always wondered, how in the world do families do that? But you have systems. Yeah, you have to. It has to be like a... Uh has to be a like a fluid kind of moving system with some hard stops but with kids um if you don't know how to find the balance and by the way i'm still figuring this out but just understanding that there's there's systems in place like things you have to do where like you have to give them absolute boundaries and lines and things like that because they they kind of crave that otherwise they'll just go batshit crazy kind of doing whatever impulse yep comes up number one number two there has to be a little grace and flexibility with the understanding that they're still children. Right. And you know, with, with the fact that it's like four years old, nine years old, nine years old, and then 11 and then 14, you know, you've got this range of, of ages and personalities and, and you know, what's funny is, uh, look what happens, not funny, but like the adjustment we had to make was, you know, a day before you got here, my daughter broke her arm. Yeah. Yeah. Literally like, so, um, so there's that adjustment there too. Right. And, of and making sure she's okay and then i'll make sure she's okay mentally because it's like a beginning of summer and she can't do and she's super active and she competes in jujitsu so she's gonna miss the next six weeks so like managing all that stuff too without everything coming to like a grinding halt right Mm -hmm. so there's i think it's important where we have these kind of check-ins like i will probably two or three times a day when i see my wife um like just like hey how's it going like how are you doing are you okay you know, just like a check-in. And it's not like a, hey, how you doing? Like a walk-by type thing. Like I'm yeah. genuinely like, I look her in the eyes. I'm like, hey, how's it going? It's just yeah. kind of, so I try to make sure I check in with her like two to three times a day. And it doesn't need to be a thing like where, like if she's struggling or I am, that we need to stop what we're doing and have this like life-changing conversation. It's just like, okay, like, hey, do you need a break? Like, for example, you know, um, I think it was around, you know, I was making dinner and I could tell she was kind of, I call it peopled out, but yeah. for her, it's just more of just like, she's like, it's just an overwhelming thing. Right. And it's a thing of like you were saying earlier, it's I homeschool five children. I run a, uh, uh, a business where I have 28 to 32 clients, you know, between online and in person. When I say I, I mean my wife, right? Like right. what she does. Right. Okay. Um, she's running the strength program for SBG. So she's got a class there. She's got a couple clients there. She programs. She does Travis's programming. She does Kisa, Kisa and Debbie. So Travis's mom and wife come train here, you know, twice a week. Um, she, so, so every, literally everything she does, whether it's personal or professional is giving of herself, like energy, right? right. You know, mothering, wife, coach, teacher, right? You know what I mean? So it's super important that, you know, if she doesn't do it, that I go like, Hey, you need to. You know, like this trip she's taken on. Like I just got back from Vegas for a jujitsu seminar. Before I left, like when I booked it, I said, okay, what are you doing? She goes, what do you mean? I said, I'm going on a trip for a week because I'm doing this training with my friends and we're going to Vegas. I'm not going to Vegas to go to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas because that's where the seminar is. I said, you have to go somewhere when you get back because you're going to be a week solo with the kids. And I want you to go do something. And we, I even told her like, it can't be to go to California to visit your family. It's right. not a vacation. Like yeah. you got to pick somewhere else. And she was sitting there going like, well, shit, where do I go? I was like, where do you want to go? And we just started brainstorming a little bit. And then Boston came up because we wanted to go to the East Coast with the kids one day anyway and do the historical stuff, you know, because that's where the country was founded. And there's so much like rich history there. Um, but we've realized with five kids, if we're able to kind of scout a place out first, it actually makes the trips a lot better, right? So 
Um, she's got a friend that owns a gym out there. And um, she's like, well, I've always wanted to go to Boston, right? I've just stopped through there. So I said, great, let's go to Boston. And then then she kind of hemmed and hawed because she didn't want to buy the ticket because it was kind of expensive. And I said, sweetie, like, you know, so I literally was like, okay, buy the ticket. And then, and then, you know, like it's money's not the issue at all. Like we're in a good place right now where it's not like, can we afford this plane ticket or not? Right. So I was like, you need to go take this trip solo by yourself. So just plan it for yourself and how you want to enjoy it without worrying about, I have to please other people. Right. Cause there's not going to be any kids there. Even I'm not going to be there. Right. Like this is your trip. Right. So, um, so that's where I think the, the, the next step of like kind of communication that we've gotten better about is kind of seeing where, you know, like she'll tell me like, Hey, you need to go take a break. Go, why? She goes, you're just snapping at dumb stuff right now. Just go take a break. Like go have coffee, get out of here, go do something. You know, you've developed some really good, uh, help for each other. I mean, both of those things you're talking about are, you know, and, and it, and it probably fits with your personalities. I'm sure some people that wouldn't work, but I, the whole idea is like, just go try something. Right. Like, look at where the weak points are. Oh, I'm getting overwhelmed with my family. There's so much going on with my family. What, what can we do about it? Right. Let's travel separately and or bring a family member in and we go away, whatever it is. You guys just went to Ireland as well, which yeah. is cool. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's good. It's good. Did, do you ever feel, I mean, is, are you trying to do this even Steven thing? Or, I mean, you went to Vegas. She's off to Boston. Um. I, I don't think it was a purely even Steven thing. It was more of knowing my wife and knowing that sometimes she will not go out of her way to do stuff for herself. Right. Um, so it wasn't a matter of like, um, I feel like you need, because look, we just, we just took our first solo trip in 10 years and it was in Ireland and it was a great trip and we had no kids there. It was awesome. Um, no, it's more of sometimes she needs to, to either it's a, I don't say permission, but like yep. she needs like support and saying like, Hey, go do this. Yep. Sometimes she needs like a kick in the ass. Like, Hey, go do this on your own. Like yep. go have your you time, you know, and she's gotten better at it now, which is really good. Um, and she, but she also has a hard time saying no, you know, she'll say that right to when people need help. Oh, wow. She's like, I'm maxed on clients. And then like, I turn around, she's like three or more clients. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. what happened to a max? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> and, uh, cause she's, I mean, I'm biased in this obviously because she's my wife. Right. But she is one of the best strength coaches in the country. She's very high demand. She's contracted by two different companies and has her own business. Actually, she's contracted by three companies, SBG, Barbell Logic and Starting Strength. Yep. Right. So she has three companies she's contracted by and she has her own company, AM Strength. Right. So she's got four technically businesses that she has clients that come through right and she sets boundaries on like on each one but it's you know it's so much it can be so much sometimes you know and so that's why it's really important that she does actually take time for herself that she does take like have self-care you know what i mean um and so the boston trip was more of me telling her you know hey we're in a place now where kids are a little bit older um, you know, they're, uh, you know, we're, we're in a we're better situation kind of schedule wise, financially, um, some stuff is, there's more options for us. So like, let's start taking advantage. There's no reason to wait until we're in our mid fifties and like our youngest is 18, right. To start traveling and doing stuff, right. Either we do it together or like I take a trip, you take a trip and then like we do stuff together. Then we do stuff as a family. So 
Um, it's just making sure like we don't get caught up in the whole, Oh, we'll do that soon or someday, you know, like that imaginary land. I always talk about the horizon. <laughs> like actually making, pe- making actual like, you know, uh, plants. Right. So yeah. she, I made sure her Boston trip was booked all the way through before I left for Vegas. You had you to know. get her committed yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. And she did once she got going, like she's, and she's awesome at planning trips and booking and that kind of stuff too. It was just making sure that, um, she actually, you know, like I harassed her. I'm like, Hey, did you buy your tickets yet? Did you buy your tickets? <laughs> yeah. It's I, not cause I wanted her gone. It was just like, I know that, um, she tends to do trips. She, she actually traveled a fair amount before COVID, but it was a lot of it was for seminars, right. um, competitions, um, coaching conferences, uh, family in California. Like it was always, it was n- almost never just kind of like, Hey, her own thing. It's not to say she didn't have fun doing those things as well, but there was always something else tied to it. So, so this is going to be her first trip in a while where there's nothing work related to it at all whatsoever. That's you good. know? Yeah. So many people just live like they're, everything's going to happen later. Yeah. They're, they're looking at the horizon. It's, the horizon it's never It's a day comes. called Monday, Tuesday, later. Like, yes. <laughs> it's not how it works. Yeah. And one of my pet peeves is like, well, I'll get, I'll travel when I retire. I'm like, right. who tells you you're going to live that long? Mm-hmm. I mean, like. You know, if I waited to do the trip with my son that I'm doing now until yeah. the timing was perfect, we would have never gone. This episode of the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast is brought to you by Direct Hemp. Direct Hemp are the CBD experts who stand behind all of their products, their providers, and all of the great science behind new innovations in the space. So I've been using some of their products, uh, specifically Charlotte's Web Sleep Gummies. This is a hemp extract infused gummy with melatonin. And I'll tell you what, my wife and I have both experienced amazing results from using these sleep gummies. We're sleeping better. We're waking up more refreshed. We're falling asleep faster. We're getting more REM sleep. I really pay attention to my sleep analytics. I have several apps and devices that actually record how well my sleep is. And these things make a massive difference. And why do I care? Because sleep improves good sleep improves judgment recovery it reduces stress it reduces inflammation it improves memory and aids in weight loss among other things and these are all scientifically backed facts so you need to be getting better sleep and the best place to get your sleep products is through direct hemp so check out the show notes there will be a link to get 15 percent off use the coupon code brotherhood and you'll be on your way to better sleep with great tasting, very effective gummies, as well as hundreds of other brands and companies or uh, products that you will enjoy. Well, define retirement. Like, what does retire mean? Well, I guess it's different for different right? people. For me, yeah. it's so when somebody says retire, like, what does that mean? My brother, my, my not my brother, my uh, my son asked me. He's like, you know, um, um, hey, when are you going to retire? I go and I asked him. Yep. What does retirement mean? He goes, uh, stop working. I go, never. Well, I was listening to John Maxwell and yeah. he, he, he did this. He, he had marbles in a jar for the amount of days he's working. And he, yeah. and he's like, he literally is like, when they were empty, I'm like here. And I'm like, I lost my marbles. I literally lost my marbles. Yeah. I'm never going. So he kind he kind of just says, Hey, I have no finish line. As long as I'm enjoying what I'm doing, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to throttle not, up and down. You know what I mean? Like right. as far as what you're doing. Also, you can have goals where what you consider work or uh, passions, hobbies, uh, purpose, like interests, like that kind of thing too. It evolves, right? Yeah, so totally, 
Yeah. So years ago, like we were talking about this earlier with Travis, right? Years ago, um, um, you know, we're running, we were running our own businesses thinking we know what we're doing, right? And then each one of us had our, our period where like there was like that crash and burn phase. Yep. And then there's like the rebuild phase and kind of figure shit out. And then, you know, now you're back up again. And then what was that st- uh, stat? Like your first business, you know, is pretty much destined to fail within the first three years. You know, like it's like a 90% rate, right? Yeah. But then it's like your second business has like a 90% success rate, right? If right. you're able to be resilient enough and learn from your mistakes to build a second or third one. And if you think about it, like you look, if you want to just take, um, um, you know, big profile businesses that you can just kind of pull stuff out of the hat from, like if you just named it, you know what it is, right? Every one of those people had businesses that like that one you're looking at, that's like the multi-billionaire or millionaire, whatever it is, the successful one, they've either failed or that was like their third or fourth or fifth iteration of that business. Almost always. I mean, you know, you hear, you hear stories of massive success and you just dig in a little bit because you're going to see massive failure typically beforehand. And, and I think that sometimes people treat marriage and family like their first business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead it of getting can, I mean, back on the horse, right? It can be. I know, a t- I know a lot of people whose second marriages are like, they're killing it. And a lot right. of it is the learning from the first marriage. He just didn't make it. You know what I mean? They did it for the wrong reasons. Right. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of things can happen. Uh, yeah. No, uh, no shame there. Mm-hmm. No judgment on, from me. Um, I just, I'm curious how you do it with five kids. Like your oldest mm-hmm. is your, is your boy. Right. And, um, so Bryson, my son was, is here. Yeah. I said, Hey, what do you think of him? I'm not using his name because I don't know if you're cool with that. Oh, no, you can't. I okay, use his name so all the time. Said, what, yeah. what, do you, what do you think of Elias? He goes, he had a really firm manly handshake. <laughs> he goes, so I like him. That's I mean, cool. like literally That's he cool. judged him from that. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. It's, uh, it's something I taught him at a young age um, when he, because he grew up, like, you know, he grew up in the gym with me. Right. You know, my, my, yeah. I opened my first studio when he was two, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he was two. It was right before his sister was born. Right. So. At two and a half, three years old, he used to come with me every Saturday. And then when he got older, he'd come with me sometimes two, three times a week. And he'd hang out. He'd help clean up the studio. Mm-hmm. He'd show him the equipment. Um, he knew my clients. Some of the trainers knew him. And, and uh, you know, then he'd start. And he'd be around some people, too, which was really cool. That would, um, other men. And that would, you know, say something to him in a, you know, as a, as a, and a guiding thing, right? Like, hey, that's a good handshake. Like, so coming from them, it's like, hey, like this, this you know, Kirk said I have a cool handshake. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, well, yeah. right. From you know, so like, it kind of stuck with him. You know, like little things like that, right? Um, you know, look people in the eye when you meet them, right? It's really important. And um, and he's now he's old enough, like he'll be fourteen next month, where he's been able, been able to, like your son has, been able to experience these things that we get to do. Um, and people we've met all through like our ability to network and have conversations and build relationships and that kind of stuff too, which is, I've actually talked to him about that a lot. And I said, none of this comes from, like I was telling him like today when I was taking him to, um, you know, his after jiu to cap. Right. And, and I said, uh, yeah, what do you think of uh, Scott and Bryson? He's like, oh, it's really cool. He's like, it's cool to meet them. Like when I've seen you talk to them to talk to Scott online, like so many times, right. Like, the podcast and stuff. And he's listened to our podcast. Right. Cool. Yeah. So, and I said, yeah, isn't that cool? Like that's a relationship like we built 
you know, online, we never met in person. Right. And like we, you know, I called Scott my friend before I met you in person, you know what I mean? So, but that takes, it's a relationship, right? It takes some effort. It takes a little bit of work. It takes, um, um, you know, understanding like, Hey, there's a value add to having this person in my life. And I think I can provide some value by being in this person's life. Right. And that's how you kind of build community and stuff too. Right. So it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for him to see that and then be able to see things like the, like, um, the different, you know, businesses I have and careers and things I've built up right all through just my ability to like network and talk to people and then like problem solve. Right. Yeah. And then just the hobbies that I enjoy. And it's like, Hey, I want to go do that. And then like, so he's seen me go like, Hey, I want a podcast and then go learn how to podcast. And now like, Hey, here's a podcast studio. You know what I mean? So, um, I think it's super important. Like you said, with the working out part, it's not just the working out stuff. It's like everything in your life, like with your kids, it's not just telling them all the time. I could tell him all the time and I do. And he gets sick of hearing me talk sometimes, but at the same time, I know for a fact, he's getting way more out of like watching what me and Anna Marie do. And watching like the life we get to live, you know, because, um, you know, because of how we choose to live our lives, you know, and how we interact with people and the relationships that we build, you know, it's not about perfection, you know, and it's like, you know, screw up all the time, but, you know, having them see that. They need to see that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's a big one. You know, we do like one of the biggest things, honestly, too, is, is, uh, he was complaining about something one time, you know, he's a teenager, you know. And he had gone on this little spell of just like, you know, bitching and moaning over like a two week period. And it happened like a lot. And then one day he said something and he was complaining about something. And it was just one of those like kind of passive aggressive things about like, you know, like, you know, my, you know, life sucks or like, this is like, you know, whatever it was. Right. Just like some teenage thing. Right. And <laughs> dude, I snapped at him so hard. I'm like, I said, you are, you know, like you're so you have no concept of how good your life is right now. I said, your mom and dad are home all day. You know what I mean? You get to train jiu-jitsu. You get to go on hikes. And you're, in, you're learning how to like, like fly planes. You're, um, you know, we, we have podcasts. We've got like a $20,000 gym in our garage. You, know, you get to go train like whatever you want, jiu-jitsu and striking. Like, you know, freaking Andy Stump taught you how to ride a motorcycle. Like, like I'm throwing all this stuff at him. Like, he's like, dude, your life is awesome. And you have no clue at all whatsoever. Right. I said, I can make it suck if you want, you know? <laughs> so, and he, it did hit him. It did hit him. Cause it wasn't like a, uh, um, you know, Hey, you know, you got to work hard, you know, to get what you want. It wasn't just like one of those like spiels. Like I literally listed like how awesome his life is and how like really quickly I can decide, like, I'm going to send you to public school. I'm going to wake you up at 6am. You're going to be gone at seven. I'll see you at three. If you want to play a sport, I'll see you at six. Then when you get home, you're going to have homework. So maybe after you eat dinner, you'll get done by nine. And then you get to get up and start up over again. Like, that's, or you can be done by noon life, and get to have, all, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, so you said something. So today, yeah, sometimes, uh, Bryson's really analytical and we've done the personality test and I'm like, okay, I got to really cool. keep this in mind. So we did this personality test with my buddy, Brian Alexander, and, uh, he's kind of a pro at this thing and he does it for a living. But, uh, I basically got a printout of because I took mine and he took his. Mm-hmm. This is how you work with Bryson. This is this is how you're going to overwhelm him. This oh, that's gonna, cool, man. I haven't done that yet. Yeah, so um, I'll have to hook you up with that. Yeah. Uh, the, it's incredible, by the way. You should do it for your whole family. And it'll, you can do it for your whole family. 
Did you find, um, I want to hear what you're going to say, but like, um, before I forget this question, did you find when you saw that stuff, like there was a party of like, oh. I know that. Like oh. every time you and him get along great, it's when I do that thing. But like having it on paper yeah. and then putting it together, like in a, oh. in a, you know, like statistically like that, you're like, okay, that makes sense. It, yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy because he's so <laughs> logical and he needs, right. and I'm like, oh, I need to make a list for him. He's interning with me. Mm-hmm. And my goal, I'm, it's, it's lesson through sure. assimilation. He's just there. But what I learned is that he was listening to this conversations and I'm like, you need to be on this meeting. And after a while, he just left. I'm like, <laughs> and he goes, well, I didn't see any point to it. You guys were just yeah. Cho- talking. Yeah. And so this is where all these learning opportunities come in. And I'm like, Hey, like, so I kind of just assess that yeah. today. Yeah. He didn't come into the meeting with you, me and Travis. Right. And we were, we met for an hour and then you had, we all had to go separate ways because we had yep. things to do. And I'm like, Hey, uh, you know what we did that during that conversation? Well, you guys all planned out the thing. I said for one minute, <laughs> he's like, what in the world did you do? I said, business just got to know each other and making, making, uh, opportunities for yourself as it's a, it's a, it's a 59 to one ratio. You're right. Yeah. You, you you get to know the people, you show them what you are, who you are, you let them share who they are, and things will happen. He's like, oh. Yeah. And, but after that one call, he left. I'm like, w-. I said, it was actually with a really different customer. And I said, yeah. How do you, where are you ever get in your life going to get lessons on how to work with a really tough customer? Right. That's yeah. why I had you on there. He's like, oh, well, yeah. I just got tired of her. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. you got to see how, because I've done this a lot. You yeah. got to watch. So I love that you do that stuff with your son and walk through. And I think that's just one of those, I'm, here I go into lesson mode again, but <laughs> man, talk through that stuff with your kids. Yeah. And when I saw you talk through things with uh, Elias and then last night at dinner, you're yeah. like, you, you sit there and you turn till Bryson and there's these deep enriching lessons. And oh yeah, that was coming, cool, man. That was fun. It's not coming from me. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll probably say the same thing, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm not Alex. I'm not yeah. another dude who's. Uh, it's the same with Elias, like other guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So, so have other men, mm-hmm. other people speaking into them, and and so that's really what's been cool is Bryce and I traveling, and then other men mm-hmm. speaking into him, even things I probably say all the time, but it's a new voice, right? Yeah, because it's a new voice, it's a different perspective. Um, they can they're getting new experiences of their lives you know and what they're doing and yeah. it's it's not just coming from you know dad and um they're like yeah yeah i get it like a whole thing my uh i remember i told my son one time um it's getting frustrated with him kind of getting it sounds like i'm bagging on my son i'm not i'm just <laughs> just doing normal kid stuff right he was going through just like this period of having a hard time, like struggling with this. Look, he's one boy, four girls, right? And he's the oldest. That's tough. Yeah. And then there's there's times where we just have these expectations that are sometimes unrealistic, right? It's like, why are you doing that? Oh, yeah, you're 12. Like, that's why you're doing that, right. you know? So, um, I forgot. He was struggling with the sisters. And I go, hey, dude, like, why are you talking to them that way? Do you talk to your friends that way? And uh, he goes, no. I go, why not? He goes, because they're my friends. I said, you're right. Because if you talk to them that way, they stop being your friends. He goes, yeah. I said, so you talk to them that way because you don't have to be filtered because they're your blood and you live with them. And no matter how mean you are to them or how much you don't have to care about their feelings, they're still going to be here. He goes, yeah. I said, eventually it's not going to happen like that, dude. I said, trust me as somebody, you know, 
you know, going through, has gone through family stuff and sibling things like that too, and just understanding. So like, I wanted him to understand, um, you know, and us too. And it was funny because as I was saying that to him, I was saying it to myself because yeah. there's times where I get short and snippy with him and I'm like, dude, I want to talk to somebody else's kid like this, you know, and at least in that fashion. Right. You know what I mean? Um, or like a friend that way too as well. Right. Cause it's that thing like with, with people that we're like blood relatives with that we care about, like you, you have this thing in your head, like well, they're not going anywhere. So I don't have to filter my response. You know, it's just this innate thing. That's why family like butts heads. Right. You know? And yeah, we tend to soften that blow when we have, we're talking to friends or we're in relationships or businesses, you know, cause you're like, what, well, you know, it's like, if I'm an asshole. They're going to leave, you know? So <laughs> yeah, ideally. Right. So well, yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's good for them to, you know, kind of see that and understand that as well. And it's good for my, you know, like, as I'm saying it to him, I'm sitting there going like, I got to do that too. Like I can't just be this message I'm telling him to do and then act the opposite way. You know, that's why I tell parents like so so often I'll say this, if you've listened to podcasts, I've said this, I've said it over and over. Talk through everything with your kids. Like talk about the failures you face today. Talk about the wins you face and yeah. then talk about the lessons you're going through because it's not just helping them. Mm-hmm. It's helping solidify it in right. yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and living your mistakes and successes out loud really shortens the, their learning process. Right. So it's, 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 it's an interesting thing. I, you know, Bryson, I went through a time in my life where all I did was work yeah, and hung with friends. And I think he was kind of him and Kim got the brunt of that. Cause mm-hmm. they, and um, so sometimes ha- having a gym does nice. that. Having oh. a gym will do that because it's very, it's a very informal setting. It's a very jovial setting sometimes, competitive, fun, mm-hmm. that kind of thing too. A lot of times you, you do stuff like you have a workout, you train clients, then afterwards, like, you know, people want to go out or you get invited to social stuff all the time, you know, right. like, you know, as a trainer and gym owner, I always got invited to do stuff all the time. Oh yeah. 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 And it, I I, mine it. was actually in the bike shop and I just go riding all the time. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was like, uh, but, but I find myself, so I, I'm, I'm speaking to other men and women who are dealing with, you know, they may have messed up with their kids. I'm making up for mm-hmm. like trying to be soft on him for so long because I right. was not there. So I feel like I'm making up this time. Now I'm making up on the, the lesson, the lesson factor, sure. like, okay. Yeah. You know, it's so, it's so important. So I, I just really liked watching the interaction you and Elias had, uh, the, the, even in the last two days, the things that were going right, the things mm-hmm. that weren't going right. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's been cool because it just gives me some insight and, uh, it's just cool having your kids be around other people who are really trying to be good. Yeah. That's a big one, man. That's a, <laughs> It's, uh, it's harder than you think. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, one of the things I tell them is, you know, you know, Anna Marie and I both tell them, I said, uh, you guys, um, you guys see the people that come into the house, right? Like, you know, the people that come over they go, yeah. I said, there's nobody that's allowed in this house that we don't like that. You know, I, I say this, you know, a little bit. I don't, I don't want to say I'm exaggerating, but just kind of like to put an emphasis, emphasis on it, right? Like if, if I don't trust them with your safety, you know, meaning like, it doesn't mean like, like I have to trust them with your life, but I'm saying like, I don't trust them to be safe around you, you know, like that's the bare minimum. Um, then they're not going to be here. 
right yeah so so the fact that like everybody you've seen that's come here like spent time with us you know what i mean stayed here you know that kind of thing too that means i trust them with you guys right because mm-hmm. you guys have to understand that because you guys are most my most important thing right so um so there's a there's a value there of like understanding being able to like get to know people understanding like what's a friend like i've said this before like i've had my, my kids say like dad you have a lot of friends because you know i'm jovial i'm outgoing i'm the social one like between me and my wife a little bit more um i go out of my way to talk to people sometimes and like they see me do that at the gym and other places and they're like you have a lot of friends i said no i have a lot of acquaintances yep. and they go what's an acquaintance and explain to them like these are people i know like we're friendly um, I, I see them in places that we frequent together. I said, but like a friend is somebody I spend with. Like, so if I stopped going to that gym or they stopped going to the gym, would I see them? Do I have their phone number? Do I know their last name? Do we hang out outside of there? Like, no, you know, that's, that's not a friend. That's an acquaintance, right? Um, you know, people that like I intentionally choose to put my effort and energy into, you know, and time with, because we talk about, especially as you get older and then you have more of an understanding with like kids and family time like you were talking about with your wife and your son like during work you feel like they, they took the brunt of that you not being there so like we understand i think all guys figure out a certain time that time is your most valuable commodity right it's just i like ideally you hope you figure that out sooner rather than later you know um but you figure that out then it's like okay so everything i choose to do whether it's things with my family things without family things for business, things for my own hobbies, right? Like it better be something that is bringing value to myself, is going to enrich my life, is going to make my life better, is going to be good for my family. Like I'm, I don't mean it in a selfish way. What I mean is like, it's not just, you're not just burning time just to burn time. And there's like, 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 what'd you get out of that? Or, you know, what did you provide out of that? Like, you know. Both ways. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so make sure like we really try to do that as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you're, you're, you're modeling kind of what expectations are for friendships. And man, talk about mm-hmm. a hard time in life as, as a kid making friendships and learning like, oh, I just wasted three mm-hmm. months of my life right. focusing on that person. So, you know, and, and so many people have their work life is their, is their friend life. And I think that's a mistake. I think... Like yeah, especially you, when they realize they're not friends when they stop working there. Like if they leave a company or they get fired, or they have a falling out, and there's like all of a sudden, oh, we're not friends. Like we were just cool because we work together. Like and then you find out, you know, like you, no, you're not actually friends. You can make friends at work, but yes. I, I, I think it's really important to uh, bring if if they're really going to be friends, bring them into your life mm-hmm. if you trust them. Yeah, no, big time. It's a. Uh, you know, like, um, my daughter was asking when, um, like when I took them to comp team today, right. And then I was going back across the street to meet you and Travis and, uh, they're like, where are you going? I said, oh, I'm going to go across the street and have, um, you know, I'll have a little get together with Travis and Scott, um, to introduce them. And then one of my daughters was like, well, do you have to go? I'm like, well, what do you mean? And, uh, like she was asking, like it was a work thing. And I oh, said, yeah. uh, I said, well, I said, it's, it's a, it's a thing that me and Scott are doing, you know what I mean? But it's also a, a chance for, you know, Scott and Travis get to know each other and whatnot. And they're like, well, you know, coach Travis, do you have to go? And <laughs> I said, I know you, does that mean I stopped spending time with you? And she was like, oh. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. yeah, yeah. So exactly. Yeah. And it's, uh, I found with kids, the best thing to do, like when you're trying to kind of make a point instead of like, because I will get caught with this, my, I catch myself doing this. 
trying to create this like over the top kind of grandiose like scenario when the reality is it's just kind of bring it home to something super simple that yep. they can kind of relate to exactly when so when she's like well you know coach travis do you have to go spend more time with him I'm like i know you do you want me to spend less time with you you know right yeah so yeah. you know and it and she's nine so it wasn't like she thought like i was comparing you know coach travis to my daughter you know but it was, she got the point i was saying like you know just because i know somebody doesn't mean like i don't you know, like i've spent enough time with them you know so, you know so that's good yeah it was it was good for her to see that. She goes, oh okay cool life is so full of lessons when you yeah. actually talk to your kids yeah yeah <laughs> and you know what that's probably like i would say my biggest struggle is when you know you, you haven't been here a couple of days like you see the amount of like things that happen in a day and the stuff happens it's, it's very easy to just like start if you're not a little bit planning ahead and a little bit kind of on top and proactive and that kind of thing as well like like if i would have pushed our lunch today till 3 30 and then i got home at 3 45 technically i have time to get the kids in the car turn around and take them back to the gym but i know that getting home they all weren't going to be ready there was going to be this like rat because it's happened numerous times. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. Um, like, and then there would have been me going like, you know what time comp team is it's every Thursday. Like we've been doing this for two years. You know, did it, like, like <laughs> I've had a discussion, that stupid thing that just doesn't work with kids. Right? right. And so it's like, Hey, how about you get there 15 minutes early? So that way you can walk in and go like, Hey guys, you guys ready to go get your stuff. You know what I mean? And, and sure as hell, you know, like my nine year old is standing at the top of the stairs, half dressed. And I was like, you got your water bottle. She goes, no. And she's just staring at me. I'm like, do you want to get it <laughs> now? If it would have been 15 minutes later, that oh. would have been one of those things. Like I'm leaving without you. No, dad. And oh, then like a meltdown. It's just like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's just setting yourself up to succeed and not fail just by giving yourself a little bit of grace and time to allow that organized chaos of like, I know I'm going to get home. Everything's not going to be perfect. They're not going to be all ready to go. You know what I mean? So also one of my kids has a broken arm. <laughs> so it's just put that all into play. Right. So yeah. 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 That's how you do five kids. Right six seven it's probably no different after a few I yeah mean, pretty much after you're outnumbered i think it's all the same <laughs> <laughs> and then they get old enough to watch yeah. each other which you are starting to get into yeah really they're awesome. um i i go out of my way to do this i have to do it more is is really um praising them for yep like you know like my oldest she'll my oldest daughter she'll make like a third of the meals out of the week for the family like she makes oatmeal, egg whites, um, scrambled eggs. She's a, a kick-ass baker. Like she's gone full bore. Like my wife, you know what I mean. And she writes everything down. She's figuring it out and measurements. And um, you know, she loves like her love language is doing stuff for people. Mm -hmm. She loves it. And she's and me and my wife have a a awesome dynamic with her because half the time now it's much less. But a good chunk of time, it used to be button heads with her all the time, and now it's a lot more interactive and and together because I'm a second born, she's a second born, my daughter's a second, like she's the second born. Oh right? wow! So she has second born and like hundred percent. So we recognize it in both of us. Like my son, he's he's a thinker. You know, he's kind of working through things. He'll you know do his stuff. You know, whatever it is. Too if if I raise my voice and I start, you know. And I go like dad mode on him, right? He doesn't shut down. He just goes like, oh shit, that's serious, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. With my daughter, if I do that, she she will just get louder. Right? There's no rational like thought behind it. Like she knows like she'll lose all her privileges. But I, I can say like you're gonna be grounded for a week. She's like, fine. I want it to be grounded for a week. Make it two weeks, right? 
she's like <laughs> total typical like like second born energy right and that's me and my wife so that's all in her and there were times where like i would sit there and have like yelling matches with my seven-year-old daughter i'm like what am i doing like this is not working and every time like she kind of like will give you like we call it the dead eye stare you know the stink eye right and i'm i'll, I'll start it like this i go you know that doesn't work and where does this end up going and usually she goes okay if she's on one she goes like what <laughs> then i've learned if i remember to do this to diffuse right obviously i'm bigger i'm louder whatever right but it doesn't work with her so then it's like hey are you okay are you like are you are you struggling a little right now do you want some alone time are you tired did you not sleep well last night go give her a hug it's like a hard, like left field, like curveball for her out of this. Like she's ready for a fight. And then like, I get soft with her and she goes, yeah. <laughs> and then awesome. you see like the tiger just like, you know, just come down. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, right? Yeah. You learn the different mm -hmm. things. My youngest yeah. will just shut down. Right. Like just absolutely mm -hmm. shut down. And that's really tough. And so, you know, you have to try and then continue to like, old and change mm -hmm. how you're handling things to, so that you know you're getting through and right. you're speaking to them in a way that uh, works in their brain diffusing seems to be a really big <laughs> how old's your 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 second one he's, he's 14 he's 14 yeah. yeah okay so yeah he's my son's age yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's he's 14 and uh my boys are couldn't be any different yeah i mean it's just it's crazy it's, well and they're like wild. about four years apart right yeah yeah it's 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 it is wild and I love them both, mm -hmm. you know, equally with what they do. But you're always going to have one that you almost just work a little better with. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> my computer went wacky again. <laughs> Golly. It's a new learning curve doing the in-person mm -hmm. interviews. Um, but yeah, dude, I, this has been awesome. I mean, talking yeah. about like and watching, watching what you've been doing with your kids just in this little bit of time, I've gotten some ideas. Oh, cool. And I have a 14 and an 18 year old. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I, I'm like thinking like kids, it's just reiterating. You got to get your kids involved in how, uh, in other families watching how, of course, good ones, yeah. how they're doing things and, and get yourself exposed to what's going on. And it's hard. I, my wife's a real introvert. She loves being at home. And, <laughs> Same uh, with mine. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but uh, it's, I've gotten some really cool ideas. And that's been the best thing, Alex, is like we met online mm -hmm. and the relationship is, uh, is molded over time. And then you meet in person mm -hmm. and you're either going to confirm or yeah. you're going to be like, mm, that's a phony. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at the end of that, which has happened, by the way. I bet it has, man, especially like in, you know, youth, um, you know, I have a podcast, but your, your podcast and, and how much more, you know, you're putting yourself out there to network with people and meet people and, and try to get some message out and grow with people. Like I'm sure like just, just from a numbers game, you're going to run into, you know, there's going to be a percentage on that, on that bell curve of like, like, okay, there's some cool people here and there's a couple really awesome people. And there's a few really like just dirt bags, you know what I mean? That were really hiding kind of what they oh, were. Oh yeah. yeah. That, no, it's, it's pretty insane. Mm -hmm. it, it, it I really believe is. it, man. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that's, this is, uh, I'm, I'm going to do a little sales thing because I was asking, and we've told this story, but I was asking online, Hey, I want to take my son to a leadership thing. How weird is this? Mm -hmm. He's talking about Bryson. Who's yeah. now with me here. Yeah. Right with here. you interning. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
you're like, you need, let's run our own thing. You just called me out. You called me to the table. And here we are. We have an event in what, three months, two months, whatever yeah. it is here in your hometown uh, or close at least. And Bryson will be there mm -hmm. because he's interning. Yeah. He's going to have a camera behind his eye. He's going to be serving. He's going to be learning. And, uh, and I got to take him to like his awesome mastermind right when he started internship. Yeah. So both things happened. And uh, those, both of those experiences have been already the, the event, which we haven't had yet, has been profound for him. But here's what right. I want to say is men need to be around other great men. That's why I'm so freaking passionate about mm -hmm. like the, the guys that have already committed to this. I've asked them, like, why are you doing it? Well, you're doing things I love and you guys are awesome. <laughs> and I want to be around awesome guys. And so I just, I want more men to understand the power of networking outside of those local boys that you're always around. Right. And spending time with people outside of those local boys. So, uh, yeah, if, if you're listening to this still, you just really ought to go. <laughs> you need to sign up for that. And if it's past September and you're listening to this, like check out our website because we're going to be doing more. This is just number one. Um, yeah. I mean, talk about the event. So we got, we got a uh, so Rob Wolf. Rob Wolf. You don't know who Rob Wolf is? Like just Google yeah. and you'll see all the things. Yeah, <laughs> lots of things. Yeah, yeah. One of the co-owners of Element and um, uh, author of Sacred Cow and uh, the Healthy Rebellion podcast and you know one of the early primitive guys with CrossFit and then one of the early guys I figured out like running from CrossFit and then <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, he's got uh, a lot of really great yeah. stories. He's a great businessman. Yeah. Uh, and family man he's going to talk uh we have uh jason piccolo yep you introduced me to jason yeah that was cool yeah. and jason uh has got an awesome story he's got a couple yeah. books out i've read them they're amazing he's 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 actually a whistleblower man he mm -hmm. saw something not going right and he he yeah that's when he worked for uh ice yeah yep. immigration yep. yeah and that was before that he was a border patrol and before that he was with the he was in the army so he's got an interesting background yeah he, he really does but uh his protectors podcast and all mm -hmm. the things he do, does are really cool i've enjoyed that he's gonna come he's gonna lead our rock but he's also gonna do a really cool speech mm -hmm. uh <clears throat> jt uh jt far yeah is going to do uh some firearms training yep. some Shooting sort. instructional yeah yeah and um just the more i talk we, t we text he's got a cool story yeah, yeah. And he's just a really, really amazing guy. And then we've got, uh, what else? What else? We're, we're doing the rock. We're doing jujitsu. Oh, Travis. Yeah. We're going. We're going to your gym, SPG, uh -huh. and doing you know a, a seminar. People pay a lot to go to seminars. Yeah. This one, uh, we're going to have a high instructor to person ratio, so it doesn't matter where you're at in your jujitsu journey. If it's like you're a clear belt like me. Or you're, uh, you know, a purple or a blue belt, you're going to get your thing. Yeah. I just, I'm so looking forward to that. I just, you know, like I said, I just went to a seminar, you know, a Henry Aiken seminar in Vegas, you know, four day seminar. And the cost for just a seminar alone uh, is about, uh, it was a little, I want to say about a little over half of what our whole uh, thing costs, you know what I mean? But there's something I wanted to invest in both like, and it was, and not just like the jujitsu was awesome. Right. You know, but the, like the relationships I was able to kind right. of, you know, you spend, yeah. One of the men people wanted to be with, I met some great people, you know, I built some relationships, you know, start, like more foundations and people like I had like just starting to get to know, you know, and, and, uh, 
Um, and I'll be doing a lot more of that too. It's just kind of, it's one of those things of, it sounds very cliche, but it was definitely one of those things of like, I'm at a point in my life, like I really want to start investing in myself beyond just, um, like eating healthy and working out, you know, right. like investing in relationships outside of here and experiences, you know? So, so that was, uh, it was really important for me to do that. And I'm, I'm so glad I did. Cool thing about it too, is like, I went with some friends from here and a couple of the guys, like I knew them didn't know him like extremely, extremely well. And over five days together in a house and training, we got to know each other much better, have some deep talks and, um, came away with a much like stronger bond, you know, yeah. you know, like we joke around like, you know, when you, when you talk with each other and then you simulate murder and <laughs> afterwards you get to hang out and have drinks, you know, it's just like, you're either going to get closer or you're going to get pissed off. You well, know we're going to be doing yeah. that. At yeah, the event dude, exactly. Multiple facets. Right. You yeah. know? And, uh, so, you know, so with this event, you've got shooting instructional, you've got jujitsu, we've got, we're going to do some hatchet throwing. That'll be fun. We're doing a ruck. We're doing a couple of firesides some great food. So yeah, I got someone coming just to cook just yeah, for us. Yeah. So Ted um, T, he's awesome. And all in Montana. So just like, uh, yeah. So in, in September. I, so it's going to be awesome. Insane. Yeah. My, we're, my, my son and I are driving up into like from Flathead. We're in Flathead Valley, but we're coming up over the mountain along. Dude, when you drop down and you see the lake, you're the just lake. like, oh. We were both like <laughs> breathless and we're like over. I don't know how many times we said this is incredible. And Bryce is like, I want to move here already. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So it, it, it's, it's that. The scenery and the, the mm -hmm. camaraderie and the activity and the, people the free here are time awesome too, dude. Yeah. You, there's so much like the the brewery uh -huh. right next to yeah. SBG. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I'm already like I'm probably going there after yeah. we do our jujitsu <laughs> thing and hanging right. So yeah, and uh, I want other men hanging there with me, like Travis and you. I you did today. So yeah, I'm pumped about it again. September, uh, and uh, you know, don't waste. But don't wait till last minute. Don't no. have so many, so many. We, we're, this isn't a big event. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, called the, it's called the big event, well, but it's it, not a big event. A big for, event, right? Person-wise, right? Well, you know what's cool too is like we didn't even talk about like the stuff. You know, you know, we've got some great sponsors. You know, we got like uh, everybody's going to get like a Go Ruck pack. We got uh, Sog donating some knives. You know, we've got Bone Frog Coffee. We've got uh, Robert from Dapper Guru. He's putting a care package together, like these, like like lo locally, like you know, made. Uh, Awesome, like soaps and beard oils, yep. and we've got like what else we got? We got notch, we got, notch, we got hats, notch hats, which the operator hat I've been wearing when yeah. I rock. It's awesome. Um, Everybody's gonna get an operator hat. Uh, you said element, yeah. Oh yeah, and then element. So Rob's, you know, we got a, everybody's getting a box of element. Um, yeah, coffee. I mean, it's, just, it's crazy. Dude, yeah, uh, we have American Farm Company, which it, it, they're working on kind of launching a men's brand, so they're doing a cool, a, a cool thing for us, which I'm pumped about. <laughs> It's like these farmers that created a clothing company because they, it's it's just really cool. I was looking at oh, that. very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I, I really want them to say something about eating more meat. Wait, uh, and we even got to the point where, you know, we had to kind of pump the brakes on the amount of like people that want to get involved and like give us I've, stuff. And, I've told like yeah, four or five guys. Yeah, no. like like we're we're yeah. 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 yeah, I don't want it to be talks the whole time. Well, either. yeah, because like if everybody that wants to give us stuff also wants to come and do a talk, like that's like fourteen people like for three days. We're, like, we're just, just an advertisement. Yeah, exactly. Then it becomes like a Tony Robbins seminar. <laughs> they're coming. They're coming to actually give you yeah. stories that are right. applicable. They're yeah. not coming to sell you product. That no. is what I want to be very very clear yeah. on. Rob's not coming to sell you no. an element. No, 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 no. And and Jason's not coming to sell you on his merch or his podcast he's just coming to sew into yeah. you so that's you know that 
and Travis will have, probably have him talk. Yeah. Yeah. He'll do a talk he's after got, the uh, Jiu Jitsu cool seminar. Story, yep. He, he does. started to tell it today, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just so much we can learn. I know Josh and I are kind of working on something that we want to share. Yep. Uh, and I'm sure you'll probably talk a bit. So uh, we, we just, yeah, I'm pumped. So when I'm going to see you next. Yeah. A couple months, right back. It's here. not going to be far, man. It's going to become quick, man. Like yeah. I was. My, my daughter, when she broke her arm, she was like, oh, you know, and she was all bummed. And one of my, my kids was like, oh, that sucks. Like, there goes, like, you know, most of her summer. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, six weeks. It'll be, like, mid-July. Then I realized, like, oh, it's the end of June already. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Oh, I know. So, That's crazy. Yeah. That's so, crazy. yeah. So, we're only about two and a half months away from the event. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, um, all yeah, right. Cool. I'm excited, man. Well, I want to thank you for letting me come. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm so excited you guys came in and, and uh, we got to spend time together and, um, we got a lot done in the couple of days you were here. Yeah, it didn't take yeah. long. No, it was pretty cool. It's going to do it. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks for being on, on my podcast and yeah. your podcast studio. <laughs> Thanks, Scott, man. I, I don't really fit in your podcast because I can't replace your wife. What? So, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? Nor I do I want to. I should have had you bring like the, the sign, your sign, and we would have threw it up there for the podcast. Uh, I didn't need to we'll, carry anything we'll, more. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll superimpose it on the video. There yeah. you go. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, rate this share it with people yep. guys are still finding this and they're like oh my gosh where have i this been you yeah know? and i'm like we've been here so share it rate it subscribe do the, all the things and then uh and and share it with other people alex again thank you see you uh really soon yeah big event montana Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, the Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from the Brotherhood of Fatherhood.